breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. Erin still out. We did hear from her yesterday afternoon. Uh, let's see. She texted me about f- almost four o'clock, coming up to four, and she said, "Headed home." And uh, I, I guess it went well. She said, "Yeah," but uh, she's she's like out. They say they're not releasing her for two weeks. Oh wow! <laughs> I said, "Hold on, they know you're not a bricklayer, right?" <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be you know, pushing a wheelbarrow uh, around. <laughs> you're, not, you're not lifting a whole lot of stuff. No, no. But but uh, no, moments. she said it went well, and obviously she she was. Because she didn't think she was going to be able to do anything, right? You know, right? Because it, it, it has to that that particular arm and shoulder has to be pretty immobilized for. So, she, but apparently she can text and she can. Yeah, she yeah, was she, she was on her way home to to go to sleep. She said, "Yeah, so she texted me the same thing around the same time, except uh, she started mine off with a." Uh, Met your sister. I got VIP treatment because I know Reuben Wright. <laughs> My sister is a nurse where she where uh, yeah. she got her surgery at. So uh, yeah, uh, thanks Amy <laughs> for helping out McCarty. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, we'll we'll hear we'll hear from her. I'm sure because uh, apparently she can still text and uh, get about. So yeah, keep keep up with her recovery and uh, uh, steadily uh, beg her to come back early. <laughs> Mardi Gras weekend, uh, crew of Centaur this weekend. Oh, man. Gemini big, next weekend. Big to-dos. Now, do you have someplace you go? Do you have a regular, like, on the on the big parades? Oh, well, I know you it, said Highland you had. You knew somebody along the route. Oh, yeah. Uh, Highland, we always post up right across the street from Centenary because I know three or four people that live over there. And, you know, access to a normal bathroom is something that uh, oh, yeah, I hold oh, yeah. sacred. <laughs> and uh, But uh, I think. I'm not 100% sure because I've never, for these parades, I've never been that far down. But I think we can just walk to the end of our street now and be on the parade route. For, oh, for Centaur. Yeah. Okay. I think. I I, I keep getting Highland in my head for some reason, (laughs) but uh, yeah. Um, we're going, we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going out to dinner tomorrow night oh, with boy. some friends. That's our annual Valentine's. We have, we have about four couples that we all get oh, together nice. and, and go and have a nice dinner like Latagliano or something like that. And we're going over to Avenger, Texas. Ah. Don't know if you've been to the, I think it's the 5D Kettle Company. Mm-mm, never been there. Oh, oh, yeah. What are they? One of the best steaks you. Oh, it's, it's a steakhouse, steakhouse. In, in like downtown Avenger, Texas, mm. and uh, which is I think west of Jefferson. Um, yeah, very you know small little town. It's it's in one of those downtown buildings, right? And uh, so good. We went a <laughs> few years ago, a couple of years ago or so, and uh, I still mouth starts watering. Mm. It's one of the best steaks I've ever had. <laughs> And they they got a guy in, in there that uh, plays guitar, you know, like a like nice little, cowboy little music. sit there, and they're yeah, and 
uh, it's a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to that. Plus, my daughter is in town. Very nice. She got she got in last night. So I've, I'm looking forward to a nice weekend this weekend. Oh man, I need it. Even though, yeah, <laughs> even though I'm going to miss Mardi Gras, we're going to do crawfish tonight. That's the first thing my daughter said last night when she was on her way in. She goes, "We're going to eat crawfish." <laughs> she lives in Dallas, and I don't know that you can get good crawfish in Dallas. I don't know. So I'm not saying you can't. No, I mean I've had some good crawfish in Texas before, but but I don't know about Dallas exactly. We were we were pretty close to the border. My wife, my I said that to, to my to my wife, and she's like. You know how much they are right now? <laughs> like nine dollars. I said, no, they've come down. They, they have the crawfish prices have come down. So, if you want crawfish for the for the parade, they're nice and cheap right now. Yeah, they're not not well, no, not, no, not no, nine dollars no, 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 no. bag. Well, no, I wouldn't say they're cheap, uh, <laughs> but not uh, yeah, not nine dollars. Because my my daughter's Jeez. she's like she's like and now she's not big like me, but she could do ten pounds right. So. I mean, it, even if you're at, at six bucks a pound right now, I think it's six six fifty or depending yeah, on where you yeah. get boiled. Uh, you, you can see it all on our website, keelnews.com. Yeah, how much is crawfish <laughs> right now? And the keel and the keel in the keel app, um, but they, uh, I think they're at around six. So that's we're looking at like a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have some crawfish between the two of us. Jeez, it's worth it. It is. It's worth it. Really it really is. Uh, Chief Wayne Smith going to join us coming up uh, after the seven o'clock news. Lots um, to discuss with him. Yeah, I, I wanted. I asked him to come in and discuss Mardi Gras because uh, a big weekend, one of the biggest parades of the year, right? Um, is is this weekend and some do's and don'ts and. Of course, since I called him, we had another officer involved shooting. Um, so I don't, you know, we'll 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 discuss a lot of things with him coming up after seven. With Mike and McCarty, Scott Hughes uh, will be here in studio with us. One hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, uh, Aaron out, and we got Scott Hughes in with us this morning. You made it this morning. I, I think I'm a little later today. It's Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday to all of our listeners. No kidding. I don't know anybody that deserves it more. Um, but we we were talking. Uh, of course, we had another officer involved shooting uh, yesterday afternoon, and. Don't know all the details, but you know we were saying you were saying a moment ago. This seems like um, it was a carjacking. This one, this one, the, the details we know got attempt, fired attempted, attempted carjacking. There definitely were shots fired. We'll say that there's there's proof shots were fired. They hit the building, the glass doors, um, and then apparently the police show up and the um, according to reports. The um, the alleged um, attacker in the carjacking fires at the police, and right. of course that's not usually a good thing. They return fire, and um, the state police are once again involved. Two shootings in six days. Yeah, you know, I, I I was thinking about this, and and there was another woman found shot to death in uh, Queensboro. It seems like right now there's a rash of of shootings. 
and and there's an argument that you know that people make. Well, it, it's it's an availability of guns. We've got to get all the guns off the street. But Scott, I don't know about you when you were in high school. Maybe not if you were in Germany, <laughs> but when I was in they high school, they weren't allowing a whole lot of guns when I was in Germany <laughs> in the early eight, late seventies, early eighties. I look back now. We talked about that story yesterday. I grew up in Europe. I, I, I look back, and as a seventeen, sixteen-year-old, it never occurred to me there were people walking around who'd actually fought in the war. Oh yeah! Wow. It was only thirty years after the war, right? But no, I didn't interrupt your story. But no, there were no guns in Europe. There are not guns in Europe. Um, only really guys with dark suits and military equipment right. have guns in Europe. But you come back to the States, I but, think that's where you were headed. You come back to the States, well, and there's it, guns everywhere. People used people, to have rifles, hunting rifles, well, well, in that's the parking lot at Bozier High School. You that's where I'm there. going with. They're, back in the 70s, you could walk through the parking lot at Northwood High School, and I'm sure Southwood High School and Bozier High School, we had gun racks in, in the trucks with hunting rifles in the trucks. Northwood, where the N stands for knowledge. That's it. But nobody, you got in fights. Nobody even never nobody conceived ever the notion of going to get a gun and shooting up the school. I have friends that would go deer hunting in the morning, and they'd come to school with the deer in the truck and their rifle in an unlocked car. Right. And not once did the rifle disappear, or did anyone ever say, I'm going to go to the park and I So my, guns I'm were gonna... available back in the 60s guns and have been 70s. in this country since the 1700s. So you can't say it's an availability of guns. So what's changed between 1975 and 2023? What what has changed? And I'll and i again I reference Footloose and I you know sound like the the preacher, but you've got to look at. So six thirty, I'm going to solve the all the thinking. world's problems right now at six thirty. Six thirty in the morning. I, I just respect for life, to, respect for human beings. That's what I'm saying. It's not there. Why is that? Is it is it music that glorifies killing police officers and in beating up women? Is it video games that glorifies the more people you kill, the more points you score? I mean, we we. we I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Um, we, we've always had guns, and I will add, we've always had people that killed people. Well, you know? starting from Cain and Abel. Yes. I mean, that's, that, that, so, you know. So we, we've always had that. Um, the and, first natural-born humans in, in the existence of the earth were, one was a murderer. You know, and, and, and in some regards, there's lots of ways we could go with this. I'm, I'm curious. I think later we have the chief in. And, um, you know, he studies criminal science much more than I do. I don't understand it. Um, you kind of think at some point you go through cycles. That's kind of what you were talking about. We go through cycles. And, you know, we, in, in fairness, we had a slider down cycle last year. Mm-hmm. It seems to be coming out with a bang, Not no pun intended, this year. Um, and I'd be curious why. I mean, is it is it behind the scenes? Is it people fighting for turf? Is it people mad that something else happened? This is retaliation. Is it people who are desperate? You know, is the economy pushing people to the old age-old crime? I don't know, but um, but what I know is when it's five o'clock at a dollar store, effectively on a major road in Shreveport. This was like Linwood and Burke Coons kind of area. Or Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where it's at in Southwest Shreveport, um, but it was at a dollar store, and there was a dentist's office across the street, and it shuts down a thoroughfare. This is this is becoming no longer in the middle of the night in a part of town where nobody is. 
No, and it's 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 become a different way. It it's a different attitude. It's a different way of thinking. We just didn't think that way. The worst thing you could you know you you got a comb pulled on you or you know a metal comb. Remember those? Uh, yeah, nobody pulled a gun out. You got I had friends that carried knives to school when I was in high school. Not not for anything nefarious, because it was a practical tool. Oh, on their belt. Yes. I remember, yeah, hunting knives on your uh, absolutely. And so, and and, and so, this, I, I'll be real curious when Chief Smith comes in later this morning to talk um, to see where we go. Because at a certain point, and and part of the problem we get today, Mike, is it, it's a it's a pace that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for the community to keep having this. These tragedies, um, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't want to make political jokes or attacks here, but, you know, it's not sustainable for the elected officials. I didn't see city councilman there last night. I didn't see the mayor on the scene last night. At Everybody the press says, conference. You know, and so yeah. are, are we going to have more press conferences? Is this going to be a once a week thing? Are the council members have to stay up every night so they can attend the shooting of the night? And and that's not a, I know that's, that's not the expectation we should have on them either. They're not the law enforcement officials, but it, there's something has to happen. <laughs> And it's and it's not all up to the police. It's not all because you can't stop respond. this type of behavior. The police respond That's, exactly. You can't have a police on every corner. Uh, it, it's there. There has to be addressing. Clear, you and I do agree on this, and we don't want a police officer on every corner. Well, of course not. That's a military state. No one really wants to live in that state. We want our freedoms. I agree. We'll talk about more about that later this morning. Scott Hughes in for Aaron, Mike and McCarty, 101. I still don't know what L means. 1017 FM 710 Keel. Mike M. McCarty with Scott Hughes in for Aaron. We're talking about the Super Bowl. It's also Super Bowl weekend. Yes. <laughs> um and uh, in the in the news, uh, the to answer a question on the message board, uh, the guy doing the headlines this morning doesn't know anything about sports, <laughs> and uh, the people who send the news put fifty six instead of fifty seven. I'm going to fix that. So at we'll, the top we'll of the fix hour. that. Part Oops. of the problem too is the pretentiousness of the NFL using Roman numerals <laughs> for Super Bowl designations. Americans don't do well with math in public. I don't do. I'll. I don't. I'll admit it. And and Roman num. I don't know Roman numerals. Yes, the only thing worse than metric for us is Roman numerals. <laughs> it's good to say. I'm a, I'm I, already mildly dyslexic, so putting letters where numbers should be just blows my brain out of the water. I, 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 uh, on SB Nation, they have an article that says in 2016, the NFL abandoned the use of Roman numerals for the 50th, which would have been Super Bowl L. That's what I, I am the same age of the Super Bowl. So for years, I was XXX, XXXVI, and then we got to 50, and they started using L a little bit, I remember, and Americans had no idea. They thought we had we were large size. It was an L. So not only did I turn 50, I became large L. <laughs> but no, they, they, they backed away from the L. Well, it says uh, the, the response from the NFL media guide, Roman numerals were adopted to clarify any confusion that may occur because the NFL championship game, the Super Bowl, is played in the year following the chronologically recorded season. 
So this year, it's 2023, but it's actually the 2022 champion. It'd be the game for the the 2022 season. NCAA has the same problem. They always end up playing the championship game not related to the fall of the year they really played. Right. So they just started numbering the games. So numerals one through, well, I through IV were added later for the first four Super Bowls. And the article says makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Despite being played in 2021, Super Bowl LV, which was 55? That's 55. See, the, oh, look now, at now, me. We're back. now we're back to the Roman numerals that it's not just the L. <laughs> so, yeah, so the Super Bowl 55 crowned the 2020 champions. So that's why they use we were, we Roman remember, numerals. Uh, you, you may remember this, and it's a flashback to yesterday. We were talking about trout fishing in America, a very popular band that would travel through the area. Mm-hmm. One of their songs, they actually, if I remember correctly, count or do something in Roman numerals. And um, and he he does the whole song by doing XXII. It, it's just, I, it's hilarious. Hey, I hope they make it back to the Rebel this year. They haven't been in the past few years. Uh, Scott Hughes sitting in for Aaron McCarty, 1017 FM. One one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty, Erin uh, out. She had her surgery yesterday. Things went well, so we'll hear more from her later uh, to see how she's doing. She was going home to sleep. She said she's going to take a little twelve uh, hour nap. So uh, hopefully she's feeling better. I know it's going to be sore. She's going to have uh, going to have some assistance to get through the pain. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the good uh, stuff. Well, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. Scott Hughes in for Aaron with Mike and McCarty. You said yesterday you, you you're the president of Cabosa. Is that correct? I am the the current president of Cabosa, the Cato Bozier Soccer Association. How long has soccer, football, been? I'm, we didn't have it in high school when I was in high school. No, um, and, and we didn't have Cabosa. We didn't have. Cabosa is a little over 30 years old, maybe a little longer. I don't know the the whole history. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, soccer starts to really come in in the late 80s, 90s. And then what we know now as the Cabosa program, the club program, um, really starts to build around the 2000s. It's been around at least 20, 25 but years. But how long has it been in Europe? Oh, it's been in Europe since somebody figured out you could bundle up a, you know, I, I don't okay. know, some, some right. ram's bladder and kick it around the field. I don't right. Know. But you said yesterday, you made a comment that you said you expect a soccer explosion within the next 10 years. Kind of a second wave. For those that know soccer, it really started to grow in our country. It was growing, and and we are a country of immigrants. And so it's a world sport that's being brought to the country as Mm -hmm. more and more people come. And obviously, Um, it's one of the most popular sports in the world. It's the most popular sport in the world. And we can go through some of those numbers, um, like like the Super Bowl. We'll see the Super Bowl this weekend, the most most watched American football game and it may get three or four hundred million people to watch the World Cup had two billion people <laughs> this is not even close well and, and somebody and somebody said one time talking about the pretentiousness of the the Super Bowl you know we claim the the winner the world champions but they don't play this game any place else in the world 
but they, they're the world champions. The world champions. But and I'm not opposed to soccer. Don't misunderstand. I just never. I didn't grow up with it. It's like hockey. We didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up with it. And hockey's a good analogy. No one in the South knew hockey. Right. Hockey comes in 20 plus years ago. Scott Musket. The you know they the, they, they they bring a product. And it's fair to say the community's fallen in love with hockey. And if you go to see a hockey game live, you can't watch it on TV and gain an appreciation no. for it. When I first walked into Hirsch Coliseum and watched the Mudbugs years ago, I was hooked. This is, I said, this is awesome. And ended up going to Dallas and watching Stars game. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And soccer is having the same kind of rise in this country. It's not the most popular sport, but if you go back into the nineties, it's you know it's there. And the, the the big thing that happened was we hosted the Women's World Cup, and that really freed a whole generation of young women. Um, Brandy Chastain, the U.S. women score the goal, they win. Famous image, she tear, tears her shirt off. They're celebrating, and that a whole group of young women said. I want to play soccer. Mm -hmm. And so you look today, the U.S. women's national team, they are the best in the world. They really have been the best in the world for a decade. Well, well your comment um, that it, you you expect an explosion in the next 10 years, We're and I got to the thinking men's world about Cup that. And, and a cup for, the World Cup just happened, and in four years, that was in Qatar, and so in four years, the North Americas, this is unique, the North Americas, Mexico, United States, and Canada, are going to jointly host the Men's World Cup, the largest sporting event in the world. It rivals the, the Olympics, which you know we're also going to host, too, I guess, coming up. And so that, I believe, at the time it's going to come, three or four years from now, is going to be the kicker that really puts soccer probably over the top. And in the same mainstream discussion with football, basketball, and baseball, which is kind of fading, sadly, a little bit these days. Do you think... The fact that we've had, considering, depending on your source, four and a half million to five million illegal migrants coming to this country just since 2020 that have brought that love of that game, that that might be part of the explosion that you're expecting, because we're essentially, we're, we're changing our, our population in this country. Yeah, pop, yeah, population's changing in every country. Ours is as well. And and if you are a soccer fan, uh, you know they're, they're, it's clearly fair to say yes, immigration has an impact on soccer. If you want to go down that route, if you watch the UN's the U.S. men's national team play the Mexican national team in San Diego or Houston or anywhere. The stadium is not normally in favor of the U.S. men's national team. It's hard to get a ticket, um, and and they and people will come from all over the world for those games. They literally fly in the country to watch national teams play. Right. Um, but at the same time, if you go up to Philadelphia and up up in the East Coast and Ohio, it's very popular. North Carolina, you will see huge crowds these days for soccer. They're building stadiums for soccer. Well, and, and more power to them. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I just never got into it. We didn't grow up with it. And, and the biggest thing is it's a game, and, and you, know, you, talk, you talked yesterday, it's a game that people are finding out the injury is way less than football. The cost is way less than any other sport. And it's, it's, it's a sport you don't have to weigh 300 pounds and run a 4-3 or be 7 foot to play. It's a sport Why? that Another reason I everyone can play. I don't play soccer. Yeah. <laughs> 101.7 FM. Stop. Shopping in a Benz, I like you, I do I hit you in a land, can you fit me in your plans? I like you, I do We went over to France and we woke up in Japan
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Of course, Super Bowl weekend. We get an email from corporate uh, earlier this week. Uh, just one of those fun things. Hey, everybody, it's Super Bowl weekend uh, on Friday. Everybody wear, a, you know, your jersey, your favorite, even if they're not in the game, just wear your favorite team's jersey and let's let's take pictures. And I thought, well, that'll sound fun. I love jerseys. I love the Saints. We've got six radio stations in this building. Four have live local morning shows. Right. I, what is there, 10 I don't know, 10 people here? Something like that. I'm the only moron with a jersey on today. <laughs> well, I don't own a jersey. Nobody uh, else. Nobody are else. You only, are you the only person with a jersey on, though? That's a different <laughs> question. <laughs> nobody else I've seen wore, wore a jersey. No, no. I, I didn't get one. the email from corporate. I'm wearing mine anyway. I would have supported yeah. you. Like, you don't get the corporate, corporate emails yet? <laughs> I, I, You're here yeah. enough. Yeah. Now, are you an NFL fan? I'm a huge NFL fan. Oh, okay. Who, who's your team? Um, I'm the Saints. Oh, okay. Even even growing up abroad, I, I'm an Aints, actually, because when I started following football, they weren't very good. Right. Oh, oh and the paper many bags, years of suffering through that. No matter where we lived, we were from Louisiana, and that was one of those little things that you could follow to keep you in touch with your home state. Nice. Now, we never saw the games as we talked yesterday, but you know, you'd get a newspaper, you'd see the score two or three days later, you'd follow the team, as they said, and then um, and the teams start getting good, and you know, to, and then we've won a um, a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Super Bowl X V one L L G V. I don't know what what was it. I, I forget the actual 44, number. Forty four was all it? I know is as a Saints fan, I have a Super Bowl win in the last twenty years. <laughs> I'm not going to call out any other teams in the area, <laughs> but I've gotten to watch my team win a Super Bowl in the last two decades. Uh, I won't say anything. But, uh, but I have my, nothing against those teams. And, oh, by the way, since we're on that, congratulations. I think I saw Dak Prescott is the Walter Payton Man of the Year in the NFL. Nice. Local local legend, Absolutely. Dak Prescott, at a Houghton High School, Mississippi State, Dallas Cowboys. Done well. Done well. And, you know, everything I've heard, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I may have seen him play because a friend of mine's son was in the Houghton Band for the years that Dak was at school. So I went to some games. Um, but, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know him. But everything I've heard, he's really a nice, a nice young man. I, I don't know him either. I did see him play back in those days. For 28 years, I was the PA announcer on Friday nights for the Bojo Bearcats. I oh, did, nice! I was the voice of the Bearcats, and so I saw a lot of these kids come up. You know, Josh Booty at Evangel saw a lot of these kids play high school football because you do something for twenty eight years, you see about everybody come through. I didn't stadium. realize you did that. I was here come the Bearcats. <laughs> Those oh, I was a Bearcat. My favorite. I had I had uh, Converse high tops in that Kelly green. Kelly, and that, it, that's the Aww. official color for Bozier High School. It's Kelly Green. Absolutely. Yeah, I was there in the mid-'80s when Tony Moss was the big was the big player and star. Yeah. I was on the team with Tony. I actually played basketball with Tony at, in eighth grade over in Europe. His parents were military, and we played on a high school team, and I come to here, and T. Moss is there at Bozier High School. And, and um, I wasn't a great athlete. He was a great athlete. <laughs> um, and then I, But then for two decades, I watched all these kids come through behind. I played up through my freshman year, then I broke my collarbone, and then I ran track so 
Yeah, Bo's your, Bo's your PA announcer. You have the body of a track runner. Uh, no, not anymore. Of course, I don't either, but I was a cross-country <laughs> runner, so it's funny how life works. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty coming up after 7. Shreveport Police Chief uh, Wayne Smith going to join us in studio. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Scott Hughes sitting in for Erin while she's out recovering from her shoulder surgery. Uh, in studio with us, honored to have uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith and uh, Chris Board along and alongside him, um, Sergeant No Corporal. That's right, Corporal. Yeah, <laughs> there's a story there, uh, Chief. We asked you because we want what you know Mardi Gras weekend, huge parade this weekend. It is. We're looking so forward. Uh, to it uh the crews i'm sure they plan and plan and plan for an entire year leading up to the event but also uh uh the shreveport police department and the fire department we're also involved in that planning planning our part of it so that the parades can be safe for everyone do we get people to come into town for these yes we do actually come in yes they do we are so happy uh during that day we have the opportunity to interact with people from Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas, uh, all of the states around Louisiana and outside of the, the Shreveport area, other cities that come in, thousands and thousands of people uh, to enjoy in the, the festivities with us. And, and the two big ones, Wayne, though, this, week, this week we have one of the two big ones, traditional route, start downtown, Parkway, Shreve City, Duck Pond. Uh, that is correct. Uh, and I think I haven't researched it, but uh, uh, the parade route is seven-plus miles long. Uh, I don't know of any other routes, uh, parade routes, that are that long. And so this weekend, just the, just that one big one. Next weekend, we'll have another big one in the Highland Parade. That is correct. Back to back. Back to back. We're in the fest, festive season. How many people do you expect along the parade route this weekend? I know I know several hundred thousand, I would think. Oh, absolutely. We saw a couple of hundred thousand people, and it's my understanding that the weather is going to be uh, beautiful and ideal for people getting out and enjoying the festivities. So I expect it to be a large turnout. And what's, so, go ahead. Go, Mike. What, Chief, what's the rule? I know this has been one of the biggest problems in the last couple of years from the police's standpoint. What's the rule on motorized vehicles? This is a pedestrian event, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, no motorized uh, vehicle, with the exception of first responders, uh, will be allowed. Now, uh, what are some do's and don'ts other than obviously don't you know don't bring yeah don't bring your trouble right now <laughs> don't bring your motorcycles <laughs> or down firearms or, I guess you should be bringing firearms no firearms <laughs> I understand uh, but what are some do's and don'ts people that are going to be down um, in, enjoying the festivities coming at, at a certain time um, what yes, you the, can or can't bring absolutely uh, the parkway which is designated primarily as our family area. We'll open at 7 a.m. for people to come in and tailgate, set up your tents, uh, get ready for the, the 3 o'clock explosion. Uh, please do not bring motorized vehicles. Uh, in the past, we've seen people bring side-by-sides and four-wheelers and motorized bicycles. Please don't bring those or, you know, we'll ask you to take them back home. Uh, animals uh, is a big thing. Uh, this community seems to be a community that really, really loves your animals. Uh, but there are ordinances that prevent uh, animals during the parade, so please leave your, 
your animals at home, uh, just all kinds of do's and don'ts. Right. Glass containers, is that, is that a... Go Cups legal, Chief, or not? Can you walk around with a beverage this weekend? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Be careful with it. Would that be, be your advice? Be, be careful with okay. it, absolutely. We're not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> is, is there an area? I know I know. for years, um, like along Shreve City area, yes. it can get a little rowdy. Uh, yes, it can as the parade progresses along and moves outside the family area where Certainly, uh, the tempo picks up some. The one thing that, that drives me crazy, and it, and I noticed this a lot during the Highland Parade, is uh, people encroach on the parade. I mean, they're almost like right next to the floats, and and, and, and that can be very dangerous. Absolutely, uh, care is always. I mean, concern always. We concern with uh, uh, people putting themselves, allowing kids to to get in endangered. Uh, please try to remain your distance uh, away from the floats. Uh, the people on the floats uh, will be able to throw their throws, and it'll reach you. So stay stay back from the floats, and please don't throw anything back at the floats. Oh, good. Yeah, good point. Um, fire pits, those kinds of things, and people set up, Chief. What's kind of your thought on the people' advice for them setting their camps up? Well, when you set up your camp, uh, keep in mind that when you leave, your camp needs to go with you. Uh, you know, don't leave any open flames or uh, put it out. Just be very careful. Uh, the, these events are planned for great family entertainment, so everyone should take caution uh, in keeping that in mind and not to endanger themselves, anyone else, uh, or, you know, anyone else in our city. Now, uh, traditionally, the, the crew of Centaur would start downtown and work to the Preston Street, yeah. and then the other one, the uh, Gemini, would start at Preston and then go in the reverse direction. I think they stopped that a few years ago, didn't they? They did. It all goes in the exact same direction. So it's the same route. Clyde, Fant, and Lake Street. Okay. And then Highland, of course, goes all the way through. Right. That's, that's, right. My fa- that's one of my favorites. I love the Highland Parade. The Highland Parade is, has grown tremendously in popularity uh, and participation uh, it is full jam-packed. And, and thanks to, I think, the crew of Centaur for allowing their floats to be used uh, in the Highland Parade. The crews work together. Now, Highland yes. Parade's next weekend. There's only one right, this right, right. weekend. Yeah. This, is the, this is the first one. I think this is um, this is Centaur or Gemini this weekend? It's Centaur. Centaur. Centaur this weekend. So, Gemini next weekend on Saturday and then the Highland on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Uh, correct. You know, with some 80-plus uh, floats in a parade, uh, in so many instances, the front of the parade is at the very end of the parade before the tail of the parade starts. Yeah. It is really, really a, a large parade. Well, um, we've had some things happen in in, in the city, uh, and and I don't want to I don't want to sidewind you here, but uh, can you stay another segment and we'll talk about some sure. of the events going on? Sure, I can. Thank you, Chief uh, Chief Wayne Smith, in with Mike and McCarty, Scott Hughes, one hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. We're talking with uh, uh, Scott Hughes in for Aaron, uh, uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. And uh, one concern that uh, that that you guys have, Scott, you were asking about vehicle break-ins. 
uh, people parking it, cars it's been a trend, all along. Unfortunately, in some other communities where you park your car at an event, whether it's downtown New Orleans or at football games, and you, you walk away and you leave all these cars. And that's mm-hmm. why I think I would just think people should take extra precautions this, these coming weeks as you park your car and walk a mile into the parade that don't have anything in your car because. That's that's just what I'm afraid of. I know I know the police are going to do what they can do, but you know we it, that, there's something we've got to do as citizens to stop keeping stuff in our cars. Well, absolutely, especially weapons. Don't leave a weapon in your car, especially overnight. Absolutely, the the best deterrent is to take the uh, the risk, take the opportunity out of a crime being committed. Now, Chief, we we had a. Of course, the officer involved shooting back on February sixth, yes, uh, in in uh, involving uh, Officer Tyler, yes, sir, and uh, that unfortunately resulted in in a death of a, of a suspect. Is there anything new that you can shed? I know Louisiana State Police is conducting the investigation. Is there anything new you can shed about that case? Uh, no, I can't. I know that their investigation is is progressing. Uh, because I see them from time to time doing uh, what they they need to do, uh, but I do expect that sometime in the near future more information will be released about it. But it is progressing. He he's twenty three. The officer is twenty three years old. That sounds about right. Yes, sir. That just seems so young. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, our minimum age for becoming a police officer is twenty one, and I think that's probably pretty universal across the sure. country. I understand. It just—I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just—I'm the old—I'm the old guy in the room anymore. It just seems so young. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and we—we'll take all the the young guys, all the old guys that we can get. So, right. open invitation. Come on. Now we had an incident yesterday, uh, an attempted carjacking. That is correct. And but uh, as Scott and I were talking earlier this morning, uh, the officers were fired upon when uh, they found the suspect. Uh, that is my understanding, and. Uh, thank, thank goodness, everyone is is doing fine. Uh, there was not fatal uh, shootings on on either way, and everyone is doing fine. Uh, and the Louisiana State Police has stepped back in to conduct this investigation also. So mm-hmm. it's it's independent beyond SPD. Now there was a woman that was found shot to death in Queensboro. That is correct. Uh, uh, this past night. Any 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 details that you can share? I, I know it's an open investigation, and I appreciate you discussing these. I know I know you're limited on what you can say, but but I need I want to ask. Uh, the investigators are out there gathering the evidence. Uh, they have not told me anything concrete uh, yet in relations to leading to uh, an arrest. Uh, but we encourage anyone who may have information uh, concerning this incident or any other incident uh, that occurred here in this city, please call us and, and let us know. Mm-hmm. And, and, Wayne, that, that seems to be working. You are making arrests in other cases. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's thanks to the hard work of the men and women of the Shreveport Police Department and our wonderful community uh, that is stepping up, assisting in any way that they can. Now, are you going to be utilizing mounted patrol during the parade? Uh, could possibly be some. Generally, uh, they are around the Shreve City area, and we have some some wonderful animals, and I look forward to seeing them out there. Uh, and also, let me say thank you to our other uh, community partners, the Caddo Parish Sheriff Department, which will also be assisting us. The Louisiana State Police will have a, a bear in their air, as they say, 
and others on the ground, and the uh, uh, Shreveport City Marshal's Office. So it takes all of us working together because it takes over 300 personnel uh, along the route to make this event as safe as we possibly can. Where, where will you be? I distinctly remember last year I was standing in the middle of King's Highway by the Duck Pond just visiting Fred's. I looked up, and there you were just walking down the street, actually working the route as an officer. I will. Uh, I'll be in the entire route. I'll start with it up on Lake Street, and uh, I'll have a golf course because seven and a half miles is quite a bit of distance to cover in a short period of time. But I'll be out there uh, up and down the entire route from the beginning uh, toward the end. And, and if there is an incident that takes place during any of the parades, um, I think that most of the incidents are medical incidents. That is what correct. should somebody do if there is an incident, either safety or medical? What's, what's your advice to citizens? Who should they call? What should they do? Uh, with the police officers that will be there, all of us will have our uh, brightly colored traffic vest on. So we'll be very easy to spot. Immediately notify the closest police officer to you. Uh, we have radio communication with all of us uh, and EMTs to respond to the scene and assist with any kind of emergency. Chief, oh. in the last minute that we have, how are you uh, overall on staffing with the department? We are still 100-plus uh, down, uh, but we're doing the best we can with what we got. As a matter of fact, when I leave here, uh, be at the academy at 8 o'clock, we're starting a, a new recruit class mm -hmm. with, I think, 15 or 16 this very morning today. And, and I know we, so we've got 15 or 16 coming in. How often are, are we losing officers, and, and, and for what reasons? There's seldom a week that passes uh, that I don't get a letter of resignation. Yeah, and, and that's a shame. I have to be careful, but but the police have been vilified in in you know on the national stage so much. People don't want to be officers right now. Not as many people are coming into this occupation uh, as it once was, so it makes all agencies really. Uh, and this is not unique to Shreveport. No, so it's not, and in a lot of cases, uh, they're pulling from each other for various mm -hmm. reasons. Well, God bless you. Stay safe. I appreciate your work. I appreciate your service. Keep us in your thoughts, please. Absolutely. Chief Wayne Smith, thank you so much. Uh, in Mike and McCarty, 1017F. Still haven't, I still have never seen it. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, the bumper music. That's from Mad Men. Mad Men. Yeah, very good. And show. me Remember? being in working with ad agencies for 40 years, it's crazy. I've never I seen this I was in show. one, and I've never seen Mad yeah. Men. I, I lived in an ad agency in this town for <laughs> 10 you years. Oh yes. Okay. I don't feel quite so bad. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty. I, I did hear from Aaron yesterday. She texted about, uh, uh, about a quarter to four yesterday afternoon and said she was headed home. Everything went well. She had soldier, uh, shoulder surgery God, every time, every time. Yeah. Shoulder surgery. There we go. Uh, she had some tendons to be repaired in her shoulder. Uh, so she's going to be out for a while now uh, as, she, as she recoups from, from her surgery. So, Scott Hughes in. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. I'm rooting for her quick return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. She's been doing this for 25 years. 
I've been doing it for like eight months. <laughs> so you've been doing well. Don't, that's not what I'm fishing for. I just I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I'm so glad to be here. I, uh, the, the, when she called me about a year ago now and said Robert's retiring and she wanted me to come in, I was like, oh my gosh, what an what a premier gig. I mean, this is the premier gig in radio. I still have to pinch myself, of course, especially at four in the morning. But oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's an early alarm clock. I woke up this morning before my alarm, so I, I just got up. I said, "I'm not going to sit here for another twenty minutes or whatever it is." You're, you're lucky I made it here. I kind of, I kind of roused it before you did. I, yeah, I rousted out of my sleep and uh, checked my phone to see how much longer I had to sleep, yeah. and realized that I didn't set my alarm for uh, today at all. Oh, I am grateful then. Thank God for an internal clock. Yeah, I just went in, got up, got a shower, and said, well, I'm going in. Yeah, because the show can run without Aaron. It's run without you, but I've never been here without him. (laughs) Oh, I know, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, uh, by the way, we do have some folks from Crew of Centaur in the building. Looks like they're coming next. And we'll be talking with them coming up. Micah McCarty with Scott Hughes, 1017 FM, 710. Seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCartney with Scott Hughes in studio for Aaron, and we've got uh, Byron Trust. He's the captain of the crew of Centaur, along with uh, Christina Morris. You like PR and Christina? Yes, PR. Yeah. PR. Okay. Uh, so what's going on this weekend? Anything? No, Nothing. just a run-of-the-mill um, weekend. We've got uh, a float loading party tonight, <laughs> six o'clock at a uh, Mardi Gras den, and a couple hundred thousand of your favorite, your 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 best friends going to be joining yeah. you this and weekend. We got a parade tomorrow, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Get real close to that mic for me, there. Parade tomorrow. Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Now, uh, anything uh, anything unexpected? You guys. Uh, Everything everything going smoothly? I so far, so that. good on that. So the float loading party is tonight. And yes. Can people come and attend that? Yes. So it's open to the public. It starts at 5 o'clock tonight. So open to the public. We'll have free. 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 Yeah. Completely free. Um, I would say bring your debit card or cash for food trucks or the bead room because we'll have that open as well tonight. So it's a great opportunity to kind of come out and see the floats up close and personal. Try and get some of those specialty beads that you might not get tomorrow. So when you say the bead room, people can buy beads. Is that what how that works? Yes, it's really a bead, really a bead store. Yeah, it's I've kind of yes. there. It's a bead store. You okay. can just buy your own beads. Yes, you can buy your own beads. We have the Excuse me, super large beads, decorative beads, beads that light up. We even have crew sweatshirts in there, too, as well. So if you really want to bring your Mardi Gras spirit tomorrow, we have those for you, too. Now, where is that? Where's the den? It is at 351 Arrow Drive. Okay, in north, just north of downtown Shreveport. Yes, next door to ABC Auto Parts. Okay. As you come out of downtown, if you're going north out of downtown, you'll pass the convention center. Mm-hmm. It's probably about right. a half mile, somewhere in that area. When you get there, you'll see it tonight. You'll know. You is it still yellow? Big yellow, yellow building. Yellow Parking building. all over the place yes. at right. that point. And that's at 5 o'clock tonight. Yes. Yeah. So that would be a lot of fun, just in itself. It's kind of right off of North yeah. Market. It's kind of corner North yeah. Market and Arrow. Yeah. 
So how many folks are, are we expecting on the parade ride? We spoke with uh, Chief Wayne Smith. How many normally... Do you have a figure? Well, we say millions because it looks good. It's, <laughs> it's good for us. You know, I'm telling everybody 200 to 400,000. I don't know, really. But, it, you know, we're looking to have just as many as we can. And you're going to get a lot of people from out of state. We have bus tours that are coming to our float loading tonight, which is kind of a unique deal. Very nice. Uh, parade starts at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. All right. Any Anything else you want, would like to share to, about... Um, I guess just for parade day tomorrow, they will close the parkway tonight and then reopening tomorrow at 7 a.m. All of those spots on the parkway are first come, first serve. So get out there early if you want a spot out there. And then keep in mind, too, that the duck pond spots are reserved. So, so I, I was going to ask about that. Along, <laughs> along King's Highway, yes. those are paid spots. Yes, and on they're the side closest off. to the pond. Yes, they are marked off. They are paid spots. So unless it's yours or your buddies. And, and so how there. do people get that? How does that? Who do they go through to work? Obviously, they're gone now. They're but gone. for next year or whatever. You how does that work? Spar. Um, I believe okay, they still so have a waiting list. Um for that, I mean, some of these spots have been in people's families now for they're in wills thirty now. years. They're, they're, they're in wills, yes. yes. So. It's, like, it's like Saint season <laughs> tickets. Two season tickets. Yes, now. exactly. <laughs> so you can just get on there and get on the wait list, or if you're lucky enough and find somebody who's giving one away. I mean, right? Get it that way. Okay. Well, well, very good. Thank you guys for coming in. Yes, thank you. Looking oh, forward to it. it. How's the weather look? I did not expect rain today. Apparently, we're getting there, rain there, this there afternoon. Seems to be a, a, a chance of rain. You never know these showers are hit or miss yes. and the barksdale bubble will engage for the parades yeah, the yeah, last forecast sure. i have was sunny and clear supposed that's to, what i heard supposed <laughs> to be nice supposed to be nice tomorrow night it never rains in tiger stadium or on yes, no. until it does <laughs> but we will roll yes <laughs> absolutely i've been in the the rain ones and mm-hmm. it's cold and yeah so but we're expecting good uh, a good time yes, good weather good weather Christina, thank you so much. Thank Byron, you. Byron, appreciate you oh, coming in. You I like your jacket there, the tiger stripes. It's Mardi Gras. It's <laughs> Mardi Gras, y'all. And he's both a captain and a king. It's oh, I, to be I'm sorry. King. Present captain, old king. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes in for Aaron, recovering from shoulder surgery. Uh, she'll be out uh, next week as well. And they're saying, I don't know the following. She's going to have to be released. She texted yesterday. Oh uh, yeah. And I said, No. Did you tell them you're not a bricklayer? <laughs> you're not hauling. You're not working heavy machinery. Of, yeah. yeah. Of, of heavy brick. I haven't lifted my shoulder once to get her chair. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. She could be here right now. Let me do chair aerobics. Tomorrow night, uh, something pretty cool, and I wish I could uh, participate in this, but, uh, again, we're going out of town for, for dinner tomorrow night. Uh, it's the 18th annual Owl Night at Walter B. Jacobs. And, you, and Scott, you missed uh, earlier you this week. You had the owl in studio. He had the owl in studio. He wasn't talkative, though. Very, very incredible. Uh, just beautiful. Now, now, Rusty Scarborough with Walter B. Jacobs said that that he had been, the owl had been hit by a car. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Although it didn't look like that one. You've got the flyer there. Uh, this was a, a great horned owl. And he was very grumpy. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel sorry for animals like that because he was scared. Right. You know, it's it, obviously you know, not a natural situation, but he's absolutely beautiful. There's nothing natural about coming to this studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at the moment. I've got that wax burner going, trying to alleviate some of the musty yeah. uh, from the from the flood that took place over Christmas. and uh, But they're getting there. Yeah. It's uh, they've had to cut sheetrock out, but they're they're getting there. Owl nights are cool. Owl night, yeah, they're going to have uh, you you can experience live owl encounters. They'll have naturalist presentations, arts and crafts, food trucks, free s'mores by a fire. Free s'mores. They'll do. This is night night hikes. Yeah, and it's free. Five to nine, free. So you could you could go to the parade. And still make this event. The parade starts at 3. Especially if you go downtown or the parkway, you could be out here till 9 o'clock, and it's free. They've been doing this for 18 years, and this will be the last one at the existing facility because they're going to start demolition and rebuilding the Walter B. Jacobs facilities. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's free, and they... Um, uh, what was I going to say? They have a shuttle service if you park at Richard Fleming Park on Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, I'm not sure where that is. But but uh, yeah, look that up. My uh, my mom may go to this. I was telling her about it. Fascinating. I love. I I told you one hit my car a while back, and so I I just I'm fascinated by uh, the raptors, the large birds. We have one that I think lives in our yard, and and up in one of the big pine trees in the Piermont area. And we'll hear him late at night when I'm walking my dog. He talks to me. <laughs> the owl, not my dog. <laughs> just look. I talk to my dog, but he doesn't talk back. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Al Knight, t- uh, tomorrow night, 5 to 9 p.m., Walter B. Jacobs. It's uh, a lot of fun and uh, absolutely free. So if you don't make it to Mardi Gras, uh, you, could, you can make that something fun for the whole family. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty, and uh, we'll be back after the local news. 101.7. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Aaron uh, she's out she had shoulder surgery yesterday Scott Hughes very graciously sitting in for Aaron Scott earlier this morning we were talking about the uh, the Chinese balloon that that traversed its way across the country the weather balloon the, the spy it, balloon the spy balloon the weather balloon Oprah they were calling it all kinds of things um, but. The the question was, why didn't we shoot it down when we first discovered it? But you brought up an interesting point this morning. You've been doing some more research on it and found out that after it got over Alaska, it turned. It took a right turn. Um, what's interesting, I think if you back up, it, it spotted over Montana. And everybody freaks out. And it's like, what is this thing? And there was actually a movie last year that came out. I I don't know if it got an Academy Award or not. It was up for it. A movie called Nope, which actually involved a similar plot. A big old thing appears in the sky. And people are like, what is this? And then became aware it's a Chinese balloon. And we had this whole debate. Should we shoot it down? No, yes, no, yes. It hits the coast. We shoot it down. Okay, my question first. How did we – who determined it was a 
Chinese balloon. Well, that's what I've been going back and and watching. And I'm a big believer of don't panic in the moment. Sit back. Let's figure this out. And I think what's starting to come out and what's interesting is the government is actually openly sharing in real time what they are discovering, which is different from the way the government normally treats these things. And I think they're doing it to effectively counter the Chinese. The Chinese are saying, oh, it's a weather balloon. It's a civilian thing. Oh, you horrible Americans. You shot down our balloon that just got off course. Yeah, it was just a research balloon. And the the government is clearly coming out in real time saying, no, it was a spy balloon. It had this, it had this, it had this. And so you start putting the pieces together. What I believe we kind of know, I'm going to be careful here, is... The government, the NORAD, the defense people, the, the, the military, they were well aware of these balloons. This is not the first one. The Chinese apparently have a fleet of these. What's now fairly... That's not, not surprising to and, me. And, and that's not. And what's apparently known now is they've flown them over 40 countries. They apparently, and I'm not getting the politics here, but they apparently threw three, flew over three times in the last administration. Okay. okay. Now, some are going to say we weren't aware of it. The military is acknowledging they were aware of it. And so these are 60,000 feet up. People that say, oh, I'd shoot it. It came over my yard. It's twice the height of an airplane. You can't even see it most days. They're way up in the strata, almost right. the stratosphere, um, flowing with the jet stream. And so they've been flying these for years, collecting data. And so what I think I've read is the military was well aware it was approaching Alaska. They put out a warning in the governmental systems. That's an alert that says, hey, here this thing comes. Everyone, anyone got a concern? No one responded to that. Now, that's sort of a uh, not a threatening alert. But it's in the system. And they started tracking it. And it goes over Alaska. And people are going to say, well, why not shoot it down over Alaska? That's, that's the United States. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But it had gone over Alaska before, apparently. And what alarmed the military. Or- so why are we allowing it before? Why, why is this a normal operation? I think that, A, they are well aware of them. B, they're not really that concerned. I mean, governments, they have satellites. I mean, when you look at what this is doing, we have satellites. There's spying going on. We all know that. And so we, we seem to be aware of it, and we seem to be wanting to study it, is what I'm reading now in the military. And we're aware it's happened before, and we weren't, we weren't concerned about them. You can get many of the same things on the ground or with satellites. But this one comes over Alaska. We don't shoot it down, and you could make that argument. And then what it intrigued NORAD is it took a right turn. As if it were controlled. As it were controlled. And when it took a right turn, it's in the jet stream. I think the military got interested. They said, this one's different. This one seems to be controllable. And I'm from what I could read, we had our spy planes watching it. We had fighter jets. We, we, we were aware it was there. Mm-hmm. And a, a conscious decision was apparently made to follow it. We wanted to spy on it, if that makes any sense. We wanted to figure out what it could do, what it was tracking. So when they discovered, okay, this is being controlled, let's Counterintelligence. see. Counterintelligence. We're spying what, on the people spying on us. Let's see what happens. And so let's watch it. And so we, I think we figured out it is. it has some controllability, a motor, a rudder. And so within the jet stream, they were steering it, okay? And we tracked that and taped that. And then we get to the conversation that we're all kind of aware of, shoot it down. The president may have said, shoot it down Wednesday. Then there's a, the military apparently argued back to say, yes, you want us to shoot it down, but we'd rather track it. We're not threatened by it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, we're not, and so they finally shot it down and over, and now we're collecting the whole thing and we're telling people what's on it and what they're doing. And so we've clearly caught the Chinese doing something and it really has created, um, not that we've ever been ultra friendly with the Chinese, um, but it's really created some icy diplomatic relations between us and the Chinese. 
So you know that's got to make Biden upset because um, he's, he's, you know, well, I mean, on their payroll. I, I don't think anybody's happy um, when you have bad relations with, with foreign countries. I, I think it is worth noting, and it kind of got missed last week, there was another one at the exact same time over South America that was spotted drifting over South America. So, again, 40 countries, the Chinese have sent these over. Um, and, and it'll be curious to see when this all plays out. Uh, what it seemed to be doing, I saw this yesterday, it seemed to have equipment that was listening for communications and then was geolocating where that communication came from. And that's what we figured out it was doing, and the military determined they'd rather learn from that what the Chinese are learning about us, counterintelligence, mm-hmm. than just shoot the thing down over Alaska or Montana, which we clearly could have done. Now, when you say they're monitoring communications... Secure communications, government communications, um, Uncle Billy calling asking if you want a Whataburger on your way home communications. What I, I don't know, and, 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 we'll, and we'll hopefully learn more. I don't know if they can even hear the communication. But, like, for example, if you flew a balloon over the studio that we are in right now, mm-hmm. it would clearly ping on the radar that something's coming out of this building. And then if you could geolocate that and put it on Greenwood Road or Pines Road where we are out here off of I-20, well, now you know that something is at that location. You may or may not know what's there. You may not know what they're saying. That could be encrypted. But at least you've got on a map this location, there's something there. Okay. And if you look at where it went over, it went over missile sites. It went over air bases. Right, and right. so that's really what they might be doing is trying to figure out where there might actually be bunkers or places where people are actually doing things. And, and, and again, everyone's going to have their own opinion. I, my dad was a colonel in the United States Air Force. He had a top-secret military clearance. Right now, I'm going to defer to the guys my dad used to work with and say they were aware of it, and it was became a counterintelligence. We were attempting to learn from it. At a certain point, you can't stop someone from spying on you. They've got satellites that can probably do sure. much the same thing. We were trying to figure out what technology they have, and, and in theory, how do we stop that in the future, and or what might they have been getting that now we need to go and take care of? Because we know, having grown up here, mm-hmm. uh, Barksdale has bunkers out on the. You know, Barksdale is a huge Air Force base geographically. Barksdale has. I used to live on the base. Barksdale has a part of the base out near the Houghton area that seems to have electric fences, underground railroads, and a lot of something is stored out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I don't think it's Coca Cola. <laughs> and we knew, like I told you know, I said yesterday, we went on the base all the time mm-hmm. um, as kids. I say kids, you know, teen around teenager. And even we knew, oh, you, those are fences you don't climb. Those are fences you don't get near. Barksdale's, Barksdale's sister air base, Minot, Minot mm-hmm. is up in the area where the balloon went. And it would be a similar setup with the really big planes and a lot of storage capacity. Yeah. So, I, 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 I you know, my, my initial response is I resent the fact that this happened and that we allowed it to happen. But I understand, okay, let's find out what they're what they're. What and they're I'm not getting. defending anyone. I'm just saying maybe take a deep breath and let's let this play right. out. That's always my strategy with everything. And at the end of the day, um, militaries and governments always play long. And this is a spy, right. counter-spy. Um, and then now we and, – and not that we have a great relationship with China, but it's certainly a lot cooler today. I just got the image in my head. Remember the old Mad Magazine, the spy and the, the black spy, and the white Spy one? versus spy. Spy versus spy. 
just the mo- got the most, that in my head. The most internationally popular comic strip ever because it, they don't have words. Anybody from any right. country can can read Spy vs. Spy. <laughs> Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty, 101.7 FM. 7. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Scott Hughes in for Aaron. Scott, big weekend. I mean I know Mardi Gras, we've been talking about so much going on, but as far as far as in the Hughes household, oh, you the guys Hughes have, household's gonna have a great weekend. First of all A lot of soccer. We talk soccer. My daughter plays for the Kettle Magnet Lady Mustangs. They play tonight at five o'clock. The game is actually at Bird High School. We don't have a field at Magnet, so we play at some other fields. So the the Lady Mustangs ranked number four in the state. We'll play at home against Ben Franklin out of New Orleans to move to the state semifinals. Um, congratulations last night to the Lady um, Gators of Captain Shreve. They won to move on. The Lady Panthers down in Sobo. They won. Um, Fathers they've ever made in the playoffs to move on. Sobo. So it's a lot happening in local high school soccer. And then of course the big ones. We've We've got the parade on Saturday, and then we've got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. Are you going to make the parade? I do plan to make the parade. You and I have some mutual friends that live along yeah. the parade route, and we'll be there right on the duck pond, okay. and, um, and and we love it. And it looks like the weather, it may rain a little in the, in the morning, but the forecast looks like it's clearing. And so hopefully, I think people are ready for a parade. I think people are ready to come out and interact and Absolutely. see people and enjoy life. And that's what Mardi Gras is about, a celebration of friendship and life. And we're all going to be masked up, ready to go. I think that people are going to enjoy life. <laughs> they're going to celebrate Mardi Gras and masks, maybe not, 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 not the medical masks. I think the crew may be wearing masks, but I, I, I think the people in the crowd are going to be um, testing Chief Smith's Go Cup policy. I remember weekend. a post that had been back in 2020. It said people in New Orleans, when they're told to wear a mask, and there was a lady sitting on one of the trolleys, and she had a big Mardi Gras, big Mardi Gras green now, you mask. Will, you will see masks at the Highland Parade next week. There are some of the crews at the Highland, some of the groups, the performing groups. They do wear the traditional masks, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but no, I think I think we're going to have a great time. We certainly hope it's a safe time. Mardi Gras is really a safe event. When you look at the number of people that come out on scale, the police that's inquired, spar the roads. It's really a very safe event mm-hmm. on scale. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again, man. I appreciate your time. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to dip out. I have to go do my day job. So I, I, I appreciate being here this week. Yeah. And I guess if Aaron can't be back, um, I'll come if invited. Well, we'll see you Monday. Look Thank you. To Have it. a great weekend. Tell your lovely family I said hi. Enjoy your enjoy your dinner over in Texas when you go. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty with Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike and McCarty, uh, Aaron out, and she'll she'll be out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- uh, shoulder. Oh man, now now you got me doing it. Oh my god. Shoulder I'm surgery. You, it's not easy to say. Shoulder, shoulder surgery. Surgery. You got to no think joke. about it just a moment. <laughs> I had I had a phrase that uh, that was throwing me off, like when I would read copy for like industrial videos. Oh, yeah. In an emergency. In an emergency. In an an emergency. In an emergency. emergency. I had to practice (laughs) to get that phrase. In an emergency. I couldn't Uh, say it. I don't know. 
anyway, you know, recording commercials like after doing this show, sometimes you're really tired and Tourette's just sets in <laughs> and you just it's so frustrating. <laughs> Thank goodness they're recorded. <laughs> Back in the day, uh, the TV announcers, they sat in a booth and did them live. Yeesh. Coming up on KTBS <laughs> 3 News. Yeah, they, they did those live. Uh, Chief Smith uh, came in studio and spoke with us about Mardi Gras and the events going on, uh, the Shreveport officer-involved shootings. You can hear what he has to say coming up next, Mike and McCarty. seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Scott Hughes sitting in for Aaron while she's out recovering from her shoulder surgery. Uh, in studio with us, honored to have uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith and uh, Chris Bourne along, uh, alongside him. Um, Sergeant? No, Corporal. That's right. Corporal. Yeah. <laughs> There's a story there. Uh, Chief, we asked you because we want, want, you know, Mardi Gras weekend, huge parade this weekend. It is. We're looking so forward uh, to it. Uh, the crews, I'm sure, they plan and plan and plan for an entire year leading up to the event. But also, uh, uh, the Shreveport Police Department and the Fire Department, we're also involved in that planning, planning our part of it so that the parades can be safe for everyone. Do we get people to come into town for these? You know, yes, we do. actually come in? Yes, they do. We are so happy. Uh, during that day, we have the opportunity to interact with people from Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas, uh, all of the states around Louisiana and outside of the, the Freeport area, other cities that come in, thousands and thousands of people uh, to enjoy in the, the festivities with us. And, and the two big ones, Wayne, the, this, week, this week we have one of the two big ones, traditional routes, start downtown, Parkway, Shreve City, Duck Pond. Uh, that is correct. Uh, and I think I haven't researched it, but uh, uh, the parade route is seven-plus miles long. Uh, I don't know of any other routes, uh, parade routes, that are that long. And so this weekend, just the, just that one big one. Next weekend, we'll have another big one and the Highland Parade. That is correct. Back-to-back, back-to-back. We're in the fest, festive season. How many people do you expect along the parade route this weekend? I know, I know several hundred thousand, I would think. Oh, absolutely. We saw a couple of hundred thousand people. And it's my understanding that the weather is going to be uh, beautiful and ideal for people getting out and enjoying the festivities. So I expect it to be a large turnout. And what's, so, I'm go sorry, go, Mike. What, Chief, what's the rule? I know this has been one of the biggest problems in the last couple of years from the police's standpoint. What's the rule on motorized vehicles? This is a pedestrian event, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, no motorized uh, vehicle, with the exception of first responders, uh, will be allowed. Now, uh, what are some do's and don'ts other than obviously don't you know don't That's bring the big your, one. That's that, the one yeah that don't bring your in trouble right now <laughs> don't bring your motorcycles <laughs> or down firearms or, I guess you should be bringing firearms no firearms <laughs> I understand uh, but what are some do's and don'ts people that are going to be down um, in, enjoying the festivities coming at, at a certain time um, what yes, you the, can or can't bring absolutely uh, the parkway which is designated primarily as our family area will open at 7 a.m. for people to come in and tailgate, set up your tents, uh, get ready for the, the 3 o'clock explosion. Uh, please do not bring motorized vehicles. Uh, in the past, we've seen people bring side-by-sides and four-wheelers and motorized bicycles. Please don't bring those or you know we'll ask you to take them back home. Uh, animals, 
Uh, it's a big thing. Uh, this community seems to be a community that really, really loves your animals. Uh, but there are ordinances that prevent uh, animals during the parade. So please leave your, your animals at home. Uh, just all kinds of do's and don'ts. Right. Glass containers, is that is that a... Go Cups legal, Chief, or not? Can you walk around with a beverage this weekend? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Be careful with it. Would that be, be your advice? Be, be careful with okay. it, absolutely. We're not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Thank is, you. Is there an area? I know I know. for years, um, like along Shreve City area, yes. it can get a little rowdy. Uh, yes, it can as the parade progresses along and moves outside the family area where Certainly, uh, the tempo picks up some. The one thing that, that drives me crazy, and it, and I noticed this a lot during the Highland Parade, is uh, people encroach on the parade. I mean, they're almost like right next to the floats, and and, and, and that can be very dangerous. Absolutely, uh, care is always. I mean, concern always. We're concerned with uh, uh, people putting themselves, allowing kids to to get endangered. Uh, please try to remain your distance uh, away from the floats. Uh, the people on the floats uh, will be able to throw their throws, and it'll reach you. So stay stay back from the floats, and please don't throw anything back at the floats. Oh, good, yeah, good point. Um, fire pits, those kinds of things, and people set up, Chief. What's kind of your thought on the people advice for them setting their camps up? Well, when you set up your camp, uh, keep in mind that when you leave, your camp needs to go with you. Uh, you know, don't leave any open flames or uh, put it out. Just be very careful. Uh, the, these events are planned for great family entertainment, so everyone should take caution uh, in keeping that in mind and not to endanger themselves, anyone else, uh, or, you know, anyone else in our city. Now, uh, traditionally, the, the crew of Centaur would start downtown and work to the Preston Street, yeah. and then the other one, the uh, Gemini, would start at Preston and then go in the reverse direction. I think they stopped that a few years ago, didn't they? They did. It all goes in the exact same direction. So it's the same route. Clyde Those... Fant and Lake Street. Okay. And then Highland, of course, goes all the way through. Right. That's, that's, right. My fa- that's one of my favorites. I love the Highland Parade. The Highland Parade is, has grown tremendously in popularity uh, and participation uh, it is full jam-packed. And, and thanks to, I think, the crew of Centaur for allowing their floats to be used uh, in the Highland Parade. The crews Parade. work together. Now, Highland yes. Parade's next weekend. There's only one right, this right, right. weekend. Yeah. This, is the, this is the first one. I think this is um, this is Centaur or Gemini this weekend? It's Centaur. Centaur. Centaur this weekend. Gemini so, next weekend on Saturday and then the Highland on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Uh, correct. You know, with some 80-plus uh, floats in a parade, uh, in so many instances, the front of the parade is at the very end of the parade before the tail of the parade starts. Yeah. It is really, really a, a large parade. Now, Chief, we, we had, a, of course, the officer involved shooting back on February 6th yes, uh, in, in, uh, involving uh, Officer Tyler. Yes, sir. And uh, that unfortunately resulted in, in a death of a, of a suspect. Is there anything new that you can shed? I know Louisiana State Police is conducting the investigation. Is there anything new you can shed about that case? Uh, no, I can't. I know that their investigation is, is progressing uh, because I see them from time to time doing uh, what they, they need to do. 
Uh, but I do expect that sometime in the near future more information will be released about it. But it is progressing. He He's 23. The officer is 23 years old. That sounds about right. Yes, sir. That just seems so young. Yes, sir, it is. Uh, our minimum age for becoming a police officer is 21, and I think that's probably pretty universal across the sure. country. Sure, I understand. It just... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just I'm the old I'm the old guy in the room anymore. It just seems so young. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and we we'll take all the the young guys, all the old guys that we can get. So right. an open invitation. Come on. Now we had an incident yesterday, uh, an attempted carjacking. That is correct. And but uh, as Scott and I were talking earlier this morning, uh, the officers were fired upon when uh, they found the suspect. Uh, that is my understanding, and uh, thank. Thank goodness everyone is, is doing fine. Uh, there was not fatal uh, shootings on, on either way, and everyone is doing fine. Uh, and the Louisiana State Police has stepped back in to conduct this investigation also. So mm-hmm. it's it's independent beyond SPD. Now, there was a woman that was found shot to death in Queensboro? That is correct uh, uh, this past night. Any 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 details that you can share? I, I know it's an open investigation and I appreciate you discussing these. I know I know you're limited on what you can say, but but I need I want to ask. Uh, the investigators are out there gathering the evidence. Uh, they have not told me anything concrete uh, yet in relations to leading to uh, an arrest, uh, but we encourage anyone who may have information uh, concerning this incident or any other incident uh, that occurred here in this city, please call us and, and let us know. Mm-hmm. And, and, Wayne, that, that seems to be working. You are making arrests in other cases. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's thanks to the hard work of the men and women of the Freeport Police Department and our wonderful community uh, that is stepping up, assisting in any way that they can. Now, are you going to be utilizing mounted patrol during the parade? Uh, could possibly be some. Generally, uh, they are around the Shreve City area, and we have some some wonderful animals, and I look forward to seeing them out there. Uh, and also, let me say thank you to our other uh, community partners, the Caddo Parish Sheriff Department, which will also be assisting us. The Louisiana State Police will have a, a bear in the air, as they say, and others on the ground, and the... Uh, uh, Shreveport City Marshal's Office. So it takes all of us working together because it takes over 300 personnel uh, along the route to make this event as safe as we possibly can. Where, where will you be? I distinctly remember last year I was standing in the middle of King's Highway by the Duck Pond just visiting friends. And I looked up, and there you were just walking down the street, actually working the route as an officer. I will. Uh, I'll be in the entire route. I'll start with it up on Lake Street. And uh, I'll have a golf course because seven and a half miles is quite a bit of distance to cover in a short period of time. But I'll be out there uh, up and down the entire route from the beginning uh, toward the end. And and if there is an incident that takes place during any of the parades, um, I think that most of the incidents are medical incidents. That is What correct. should somebody do if there is an incident, either safety or medical? What's, what's your advice to citizens? Who should they call? What should they do? Uh with the police officers that'll be there, all of us will have our uh, brightly colored traffic vest on. So we'll be very easy to spot. Immediately notify the closest police officer to you. Uh, we have radio communication with all of us uh, and EMTs to respond to the scene and assist with any kind of emergency. 
Chief, oh. in, in the last minute that we have, how are you uh, overall on staffing with the department? We are still 100-plus uh, down, uh, but we're doing the best we can with what we got. As a matter of fact, when I leave here, uh, be at the academy at 8 o'clock, we're starting a, a new recruit class mm-hmm. with, I think, 15 or 16 this very morning today. And and I know we, so we've got 15 or 16 coming in. How often are, are we losing officers, and, and, and for what reasons? There's seldom a week that passes uh, that I don't get a letter of resignation. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Sorry about party. the music. Something's wrong with the computer. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> We're getting all new stuff. We got a painter oh, outside our God. window right now. Yeah, it's a, a guy painting, doing amazing work. The trim. These guys have been incredible. Oh, uh, with with us being in the way and everything. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, because you walk out of the studio and you're in four people's way. Yes, who's trying to get things done. Uh, it, I, I know for you for you listening, you you've heard that. You know, we had a we had a the the huge freeze over Christmas, uh, pipes burst all oh, over God. the place, and we in the building here just got decimated. And then uh, we yeah, we, and we were already under construction when that happened to redo the studios. So we've got all new stuff coming. Uh, I just keep saying, hey, when it gets here, it's going to be so nice. And and like even Chief Smith, when uh, Wayne, Wayne Smith came in this morning, he looked around. And he's like, "Oh man, it's coming along." It is, yeah. He he's he's in quite a bit, so he he saw it at its worst. Yeah, I think, there at the very beginning, and uh, yeah, it does look a whole lot better. There's not a bunch of uh, industrial sized dehumidifiers in the hall just going <laughs> wow and for eight of them down the hallways. Oh God! Big weekend, Mardi Gras weekend. I'm excited. My daughter is in town, and uh, she told me last night. She says, "Dad, we're going to eat crawfish tomorrow night." So <laughs> we're we're going to have crawfish tonight, and hope, hopefully they'll come down some more. Uh, I know they're not at nine dollars, but uh, they're still yeah. they're still around what six or so. It's still a little bit high, a little <laughs> bit high. And I got a dinner tomorrow night. I'm really looking forward to. The uh, the five D cattle company in Sh- Avenger, Texas, fancy steakhouse, huh? It's not fancy. It's just really good. It's just very very good. <laughs> yeah, downtown Avenger. Hey, you don't have I mean, to be fancy to be good. Historic historic Texas town. So, uh, make it a great weekend. You and your wife Absolutely. are you going to celebrate Valentine's this weekend? Or are you going to wait till next? What is it? Tuesday. I, our our birthdays are so close to to Valentine's Day that we just kind of do. The, I'll get her a little something, and maybe we'll go to IHOP. <laughs> hey, no. Nothing wrong with I yeah. <laughs> Make it a great weekend. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM 710.